Welcome back to the TMI Podcast. It's your host, Michaela. Happy Monday. It truly feels like summer here in Minnesota. High of 75 degrees. I let my students have extra recess time today. They were so happy. I can't believe we're in May already and like school is getting out. That's crazy to me. I can't believe it's like wrapping up soon. College graduation I know is starting to happen and decision day I know was last week. So congrats to people who listen, who have graduated college or who've decided on a high school or have decided on a college. Congrats. That's so exciting. And just a bunch of really good things, it seems like. I hope all of you fellow educators enjoyed this episode and also happy Teacher Appreciation Week. I love you all. I love you educators. I I'm in the good fight every single day to help protect and ensure and better our education system. And I've actually gotten a few requests um, to talk about my journey into education and like how I decided to take on this role as a teacher. And I thought it'd be a really fun episode. So sit back, grab a mocktail, grab a cocktail if it's been one of those days. I know it's Monday. And and just honestly, sit back and relax. Let's just get right into it. So let me take you years and years back. So this is junior high and high school time. So I got diagnosed with a learning disability in eighth grade. And at first, I was really, I was, like, really nervous, right? When you're, like, an eighth grader, you're kind of like, oh, my God, why do I have to leave the room to take tests? Why do I need extra time? Fuck this. I don't I don't want to do this. I want to be with my friends. Friends are going to think I'm weird. That's how I was. And then all the way through high school, I still had my accommodations. I had a 504 plan. If you know, you know. And I specifically have a learning disability in math and a processing disorder. Um, I can't also remember the scientific name of it at the moment. Um, but yeah, that's that's essentially what I have and ADHD. I've been medicated since eighth grade. It's been a glorious thing. It's really helped me in my life. I really finally felt like I was clicking with school. It made sense. I was getting good grades. I was on the honor roll in junior high, high school, and college. I I found it. So in high school, I had to start looking at colleges, essentially, junior year. You know what they say, junior year is the hardest year of high school. And they weren't kidding. So at my school, shout out to Benilde St. Margaret's, <laughs> love ya. And we had a whole semester project of where we had to shadow possible career paths we wanted to go into. And with me, with my journey with figure skating, I had a ton of family friends who were teachers. And originally, I wanted to go into <laughs> science based. I wanted to become an anesthesiologist. Michaela Ann, what are you thinking? You did 
basic chemistry in high school and thought you were a hot shit. No way, girl. You would have failed out. I failed all my science classes in college. So, yes, I can't do science. <laughs> but I originally wanted to go into, like, either nursing, physical therapy, or anesthesiology, like I just said. But my mom was like, let's take a step back. What are your other options that you're thinking? And she told me, like, Michaela, maybe you should check out teaching. You, you're always really good with the little kids when you do coaching for skating. Like, you, it just seems like you really enjoy it. Like, I would just like you to explore different pathways. And I was like, okay. I'll do it, like, for sure. Like, I am I have time to figure it out. I'm only a junior in high school. And I remember I took a shadow day at an elementary school with one of my family friends from the rink. And I absolutely fell in love with it, you guys. I love my kiddos. If I am correct, it was either first or third graders. I can't remember which one. But I love them. I think they're, like, in college now. This was back in, like, 2014. And, yeah, it's it's just, it's crazy. And so that really solidified, okay, I think I want to go into education. I really want to go into education. I Senior year rolls around. I applied to a few schools here in Minnesota in the MIAC, which if you don't know what the MIAC is, it is the Minnesota Intercollegiate Athletic Conference. So it's all the private schools here in the Twin Cities. I chose St. Mary's University down in Winona. Shout out to Smoo. Love ya. And this is also kind of where I solidified my next steps. So I majored in educational studies from St. Mary's in 2019. This is actually exactly like any other education program you take. All the shadowing hours, methods, courses, and whatnot. I was also very lucky for the two-way education program at St. Mary's. So by freshman year, second semester, and like kind of the start of like sophomore year, you have to get a letter of admissions into the School of Education. And through Shattering Days, I looked at multiple grade levels. At St. Mary's, you do three weeks at elementary, three weeks in middle school, and three weeks in high school. That rotation can be mixed up, but we went to different schools in the Winona area and spent time there to kind of figure out, okay, A, do I still want to be in education? And B, if so, what grade level? And so you get this letter into the School of Ed by the end of sophomore year. I obviously didn't get one because I was educational studies, but I'm still part of this major. And I really chose the elementary level, like due to my background in coaching, like I said earlier, like my senior year of college, instead of actually doing student teaching and the Ed TPA, which let me explain in a second, I did a credited internship where I was with the most amazing teacher ever. I was actually at Winona Middle School with the fifth grade special ed teacher. Shout out to Kim Christensen. I love ya. You're the best. <laughs> like she also truly ignited the fire for me to also go into the realm of special education. My mom is a music therapist, owns her own business, and so she has a really strong background in that. She volunteered in Special Olympics. I love doing that kind of work, and I really helped me solidify this process of I learn differently, so I want to help kids who learn differently too because I know what it's like to be in their shoes. And let me explain that TPA really quickly for all of you non-education folks. This is where you videotape two of your student teaching lessons and like you send in probably like 20 to 30 pages of lesson planning with any possible circumstance surrounding around differentiation, learning styles and standards and classroom management. Like you send this into the board of education, whichever state 
you live in, whether it's the same like state your college is located in or whatnot, they look at it and they legit review it and they can say no to you getting your licensure. If that happens, they usually have like a scoring box. I can't remember the exact points, but if you hit a certain mark, you have to go back and do edits and you have to send it back into them. And hopefully you pass. <laughs> it's a little bit um, crazy. And also, shout out to Minnesota. We are also the hardest state to get licensed as a teacher. So if you pass all eight tests here, you can literally teach anywhere in the U.S. So I finished my internship senior year of college. I had a really good feeling. I was on this really good high. I got to share my senior thesis. I got selected for it. It was amazing. I might send in the link in the notes for you guys to read my article about me that they did for it. It was really cool. And I go right into graduate school. So it is the fall of 2019 and I start at a charter school where I am a special education para where I was in charge of five third grade boys who absolutely changed my life. They allowed me to see a different lens and let me tell you, it is terrifying doing holds on a child, which are like state approved, like education based holds. Like unfortunately, like you do have to do this if the child isn't in a dangerous situation and possibly getting beat up every day. So that was that. I was really kind of vibing with my time there. I was really connecting with my students. COVID hit. It's spring of 2020. COVID hits. That school year and everything obviously pauses. Grad school goes on online. Everything goes online. I actually got assigned to lunch duty with like other paras for that spring for my school and handing out lunches to students every single day. It was actually breakfast and lunch every single day that spring. That was amazing. It was also a little bit heartbreaking, you know, and whatnot. And then the next school year, I am still a para. I kind of like get selected to be like the in-school para. This is the 2020-21 school year. Um, Everyone obviously is online for the school year. This is the worst school year you can probably imagine for any educator. It was really tough. Or maybe you did have a good experience, but obviously like it sucked. Um, A lot of people I know went online just because of the safety, or maybe they went in hybrid mode, which is half days at school, half days online. But the next school year rolls around, I'm still a para at school, working closely with my special education coordinator director. They know I'm in grad school, and I was going to graduate grad school or like a whole year early because I had credits rolled off from senior year in college, thank God. And so they know I'm in grad school, and then they ask me one day to apply for my tier two licensure to be able to teach special education, middle school math, and become a case manager starting of January 2021. Looking back, I should have never said yes. Um, from there, it was it was really tough. It was online. I I didn't get properly trained from admin, and I'm not saying this like as a like a dig to anyone who's listening who like was part of this school community it's just like I did not get trained properly and one person trying to train me not not good enough um I kind of just got sort of fed to the wolves I also was struggling with grad school that time I was dealing with a traumatic experience in my life and I was literally just trying to stay alive that spring I would like sleep in 30 minutes before class started would teach two classes and then be done I just kind of would not do my full hours and I 
was just really struggling. I made it through the end of the school year teaching middle schoolers with black screens all day because they refused to turn on their cameras or they were sleeping during class. And so I took a pause on grad school. It was summer 2021. I take a pause on grad school and I like kind of try to regroup myself this upcoming school year. I get a contract for the next school year, which grace of God, I don't know how I did, but I just did. I think they kind of felt sorry for me. (laughs) Um, And so I kind of took a pause that summer trying to deal with all of the stuff that's going on in my life. And it's, it's just really hard. And I kind of go to my extensive therapy sessions and I'm like, oh, the school year was hard. Like, I don't, I don't know if I can do this this next school year. And lo and behold, I get actually placed at the same school. I get placed into the third through fifth grade special ed um, team and also a case manager. So also if people don't know what a case manager is, they are the ones who write IEPs, which is the individualized education plan. And they also do progress reports and they also lead those IEP meetings. And like, it's a lot of admin work. Okay. You have, you have no weekends. Sorry to tell you, you have no weekends, unfortunately. And so the school year is coming up. This is the 2000. 21, 22 school year. I'm in third through fifth grade and I take this summer off and I'm like, I need to get my shit together. That was a horrible school year. What am I doing? I need to figure this out. And I thankfully (laughs) have a really close colleague as my co-teacher and I know I have to get together or else it's going to be bad. I... Unfortunately, I've never cried so much going into my job and the anxiety I got from an email or a random walk-in from my special education coordinator at a single moment made me so anxious. I hated my job. If I'm being quite honest, like the only thing I liked about my job was the students and my my colleagues that I liked and I had friendships with. Like they were the only reason that kind of kept me afloat. I... I really just didn't know if special ed was cut out for me at this point. I was really kind of disheartened. I was kind of kicking myself. I kind of felt like I was a failure. I didn't do enough. I should have stuck with grad school. All this really hard mental health stuff. Last spring rolls around, and I don't get a contract back. (laughs) If I could tell you guys the story of how this went down, I would, but I'm not going to share the story just because I, if people actually like kind of try to figure out where I used to work, I don't want anyone else involved. Um, it was really shitty, actually. It was the day before contracts came out, and I got told, I just randomly got pulled into a meeting and got told. I wasn't surprised, to be completely honest. I was just really mad that I had to exit out that meeting, and then I had to go lead one of my hardest IEP meetings of my life with a person who said no to my contract. So that's what happened. I finished off the school year and I don't tell my kids I'm not coming back. I just, I don't have the heart to tell them. And I just like, I don't want them to be like sobbing, crying. I know that's really hard, but I was just like, okay, I need to finish the school year and then I'm done. I remember the last day of school. Um, we were packing all of our classroom stuff up and we had a luncheon. It was just us staff at the school And I remember I packed the remaining, like, stuff up, and then I went to lunch for a little bit, and I went in my room the last time. I left my keys, my laptop, and I walked out of the school, and I really 
didn't say goodbye to anyone. I was just kind of like, my time is done. My time is done, and I also think it was just time for me to move on to bigger and better things. If you're an educator and you kind of can relate to this, it's so tough, but change is necessary for growth. This past summer now, I reflected on my time as a special education teacher, and if I ever wanted to do that again, when I tell you I got physically harassed and verbally harassed almost every single day, Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. You cannot tell me otherwise. And I don't want to hear people being like, well, that's what you signed up for. No, I, I understand that. But like you try doing this five times a week for eight hours, 365 days, practically like it's it's tough. And I I just didn't know if I wanted to deal with the physical holds, the caseload numbers and the physical assaults too I get from students and objects thrown at me was hard. I've gotten chairs thrown at me. I've been shoved into walls. And I also had to really think of, did I even want to stay in education even? That is a huge thing going on in the education world. You can't lie and tell me that every educator is happy with their job. There's books being banned there's people getting murdered at school unfortunately due to gun violence and there is just so many other things that us educators have to deal with that yes educators are leaving education it's it's true and it's hard and you might not think that you might think it's all rainbow and sunshine but it's not it's it's a really hard job I've definitely had days that I just came home and cried and I just didn't want to go to work the next day. So this summer I'm doing all of this reflection work, right? Trying to figure out what my next move is. I'm still not in grad school, by the way. Summer of 2022, this past summer, I got my new job and I am part of the first grade team at one of the most prestigious schools here in the Twin Cities. I, I didn't know what to expect but I was back in the private school setting again where I grew up in and this past year has allowed me to fall back in love with education. I have the most amazing little munchkins who call me mommy Michaela or just like love up on me when I'm having a hard day. Like I had a hangnail last week and I just literally simply go like ow under my breath and all my kids were like what's wrong what's wrong Miss, Miss Sam like what's wrong you know and I was just like oh it's okay guys like no big deal and they're like oh my gosh no it's not okay and they they are just the sweetest kids and I'm so thankful to have them and all of my colleagues who support my special education background and like let me have hand in knowledge in situations or like dealing with situations with some kiddos and I've really been blessed with this job that I have and I I love it. I'm so thankful for the community and I'm really happy that I'm settled in where I am settled in and like this is how life worked out for me and it's just amazing. I think that these last four years I have shown myself that like you might not stay at somewhere forever and like that's okay like you grow in places and you leave places and it also brings the fact that yes educators 
are leaving. Kids are not the same as they were five, ten years ago. I can't imagine being a high schooler right now. I graduated high school in 2015, you guys. I, I cannot fathom being in high school right now. It's crazy. COVID really changed the mindset of how do you behave at school? Online school was viewed as, as pointless and like not meaningful to some parents. I kid you not. And obviously everyone was struggling. Everyone was trying to make ends meet. People were just trying to stay alive, right? That was a scary time. And I'm so glad that we're, we're out of that darkness right now. And like we're moved, we've moved past that. But I, I hope, I think I covered everything. I, I think I did. And again, I know I kind of always say this in these kind of episodes, but like, if you know the school I was at, or like, if you know people, like, I'm not trying to drag anyone. I'm just saying this is how my viewpoint was. And this is how my perspective was. And it's my own journey, right? I think we're all allowed to share our own personal journeys. And with that being said, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know it's been highly requested, but just remember to listen to all the other episodes. They are linked in the notes. And also, I sent this last episode. So with this new update, I kind of technically lost all of my ads. So I need you guys to subscribe to the podcast on Spotify because I get a certain goal. I can get unlimited ads from any place and I would like to have those back. <laughs> so just tell your family and friends to subscribe to the podcast. Even if you like don't listen to it, like you can listen to a few. Just subscribe, just help me out. And always just remember I do have a link to all the previous episodes as well for you guys to listen to on different platforms. And I love you guys. Keep listening and supporting me i love this job i love doing this podcast i love you guys and with that being said i will see you guys in the next episode xoxo michaela